Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are live here on uh, at Big Ten Media Days. Not myself, but we got uh, some friend down there at Lucas Oil Stadium, including one of our own here from on the block. Strick is down at Big Ten Media Days along with Jake Sorensen of Early Break. We're going to have a bit of a roundtable discussion here for maybe the next hour until those guys get kicked out, which I think is happening in an hour. Uh, and then we will catch you guys up on all of the things that we've heard today. we got plenty of clips um, from everybody down there. Uh, Coach Scott Frost, of course, Garrett Nelson, Quentin Newsom, and Travis Vokalek. We've got uh, some you know, a great uh, interview we're going to play of with Trev Alberts to round out the show today on the block. Uh, but we're going to start it off with the guys actually in Lucas Oil Stadium right now uh, at Big Ten Media Days. Once again, welcome in Strick and Sorensen. How's, uh, how's the day been going down there in Indianapolis? Listen, I'm pretty good, and I'm getting older, <laughs> and I can get sleepy, but I'm revived. This man is like the freaking, what, what, what was that movie that Jean-Claude Van Damme was? Like the Universal Soldier? <laughs> He's like a freaking Universal Soldier. He freaking hit the road. He drove. He gets in, he's up at four, he's nonstop, <laughs> and he did his show, and he's still going. He's a universal soldier. I don't know what they put in him. There's a movie on right now, a show on I'm watching on uh, Amazon Prime called The Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's one, of those, he's one of those superhero-type cats. That's my guy. Jake, I, I'm trying, boys. I can't. I cannot promise you that I'll have exuberant energy this final hour, but I'm gonna try my damnedest to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a day. We've seen a lot. You know, like like Trick said, I was. I think I was. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. So I think this morning I was counting around the the, the field. I think I was the fourth person in the building today. Yeah, <laughs> fourth, fourth person. And I, you know, I'm still here. I haven't. I, I've I've gone you know to the lunch area a couple times to get you know some drinks. You know, not not alcohol, just yeah, yeah. water. Maybe a Dr Pepper here and there. You got to have some caffeine. I'll tell you what was clutch though, boys. Um, this morning, so I wake up. So it's it was. I woke up at five fifteen this time because that'd be four fifteen Central Time, which is early for me. I usually wake up like five fifteen uh, Central Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Nathan does morning stuff. I was about but, to say, you know, he gets it from me, yeah, Strick. That's yeah. where he gets this hard work and yeah, dedication. But, I taught him everything the, I know. So, but I, I but I, I, here's the thing: I have not been here today. I, I I didn't come here last night, so I gotta like know where to go. I like I got an email like. The documents where need to be. Southwest corner. So I'm like, before any, before anything, I got to make sure I get some coffee. So I go downstairs to the hotel. No coffee out yet. It's too early for the coffee. I didn't make coffee in my room, so I said, "Where's the nearest Starbucks at?" It's like 0.3 miles away. I go at like 5:30, get a coffee. That saved the day. Strict. Saved I, the I day. brought. I poured it in my big. My thermos right here. You know, I poured it into that. Oh yeah. Made it in here. I, that's actually should not supposed to bring it on the field. It says water only. Water but I only. said, hey man, I ain't gonna make it if I don't have this coffee. So, 
Uh, I made it here, <laughs> set it all up. Everything was good to go. It's been a, a smooth day. Yeah. Like you guys mentioned, Trev Albert's been here. We've had Barry Alvarez sit down. We had Howard Griffith. We had Sam Laporta. We talked to Travis Vokalek this yeah. morning. Um, Sam McEwen stepped in. Sip was obviously here. It, it's been a full day. And um, and Vershawn Jackson was the loudest one in yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> Get the so so you guys. I'm gonna turn this around real quick. So this is what we're looking at out here. So that is like the feet. That's the middle of the field. There's different you know podiums set up there all the way across the middle. And I'm on the far side listening to. I'm trying to think who I was listening to, but anyways, this, you know when when uh, when he goes on, uh, and I can hear him like he's like he's like yelling. He's got so much energy, which is great. But, I mean, it was like, well, I wonder if Rashawn, yep, there he is. There he's, he is. He's loud, up and running. Loud, I, 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 loud and clear. Hey, Jake, I told, I told everybody on the water cooler, I said, Rashawn has an stadium voice. Oh, he does. I have a little arena voice. I have my little 17,000, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, um, a Pinnacle Bank arena voice. Which is fine. Nothing wrong you know, with that. But it works, but not to the extent that he does. Like, it's amazing. Rashawn's voice could fill this entire place. Really? I mean, yeah, I could probably be up at the 300 level, and I could have probably, if I was listening closely, have been picked up on, on Rashawn's laugh. His laugh is loud. And, of course, he's high energy, which is why I love Rashawn. He's very high energy. And I tell you what, guys, um, Rashawn, you would know this listening to his show, but he did a great job, as Sip pointed oh, yeah. out in the la- with the last segment, you guys. He did a great job asking questions. He asked to go with the Pat Fitzgerald over here. Um, he had P.J. Fleck. He did like an eight-minute interview with P.J. Fleck just off, you know, on his own camera. Yeah. Um, Rashawn asked good questions. He's not he's not afraid of the moment. He loved it. And uh, it's been fun to see you and Jay and, and Rashawn just kind of catch up with some guys that are, are you know close to your playing days. Yeah. yeah. And it's been fun to watch that. Yeah. And it is, man. It, it, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm excited even now. I mean, a lot of people don't understand that actually football is my favorite sport. So I get, in, I get intrigued. I get excited. I get enamored. It's good to see who's in the space. These coaches that you watch on the sidelines, uh, they're making the funny faces and all the things like that. You get to see them up close. Their hands are crossed. But they're here in their element, and they're just really expressing themselves. They're excited about their teams. They're sharing information about the depths of what's going on internally that you probably are not going to get anywhere else. And this is probably the last time you're going to see it, except when you see a press conference or something if you're watching it on TV. So it's, it's it's the start. It's here, fellas. You know, uh, college football is ready to get rolling. I mean, yeah. they're going to camp as soon mm-hmm. as probably we get back and stuff's about to start happening. We're less than uh, less than a month now away from zero day. Yeah. It's it's time, baby. It's, it's ready. We're excited. And hopefully the Huskers will be able to uh, turn the tide, so to speak. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, quick plug yeah. before, before you guys interject. Uh, Media Day's coverage is sponsored on the ticket by – Gary Michaels Clothiers and Ben Blanker of PRG Realty Group. Gary Michaels has actually uh, made me a few suits back in and the day. He, he, Quint He's Newsom. Really you see Quint Newsome's suit today, that Sweet. rude one? That was, that was from Gary, Gary Michaels, Michaels Clothiers. Look so at that. He's, they're sponsoring our coverage. We appreciate them for let, making this possible out here uh, today and tomorrow in Indianapolis. Oh, absolutely. And I did yeah. want to get to this. Uh, since, since football is right around the corner, um, you know, you've been to a few of these events. Sorts and I know um, especially you and I are pretty much sticklers on not <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid right now. Yes. We're trying our right. darndest. 
Uh, are you after, still at six and six? I was I just, just about to know. <laughs> are you still at six and six? That's where I'm at right now. I don't think Sorensen's a whole lot better. Uh, has have you drinking a little bit more of the Kool Aid uh, since you've been down there, Jake? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Uh, <laughs> I, I like what I hear from Garrett Nelson. I think I, I do think he you know he was asked if he, is he the face of the team. He says I don't know if I am, but I, I've I've dreamed of that my, my entire life. So I love hearing that kind of story about how Nebraska football still means something from like a kid's. Mm. Stage because now a lot of these guys are like no, nah, I mean I, I didn't grow up a Nebraska fan. I'm, I'm from California. I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that, so I love hearing that passion. Um, you know, I think there was some different reaction to so Scott Frost was asked in the podium, and then he, he mentioned it maybe at the big stage too about how his role looks like now with Mark Whipple, and you know people kind of assume he's the CEO. He's not going to be involved. He's like, no, I mean I'm still going to be involved. Yeah. Like I am still very my my hand is in everything. Which I think, I don't know if that got the most positive reaction, um, which I was fine with him saying that. But, no, I mean, nothing has changed with my Kool-Aid level. I still think they should be a bowl team, but I have a lot of doubts and questions about them shooting themselves in the foot still, which I think is fair. It's it's one of those things, right? And, 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 and I understand what Jake is saying is – I experienced it. You know, everybody knows that Cluster Johnson is my best friend that are on the block or that know us from high school, so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, we went to the game when they played the Iowa Hawkeyes, and they were drubbing them. I mean, they, it was like in every form and yeah. facet of the game, they were beating the Iowa Hawkeyes. The defense was on fire. The offense was moving the ball. It was, it was a well-orchestrated game. And it was just one of those things where you sat there and you were just watching. You were just like, when is it going to happen? When, 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 when are they going to do something to screw this game up? And lo and behold, voila, that's what <laughs> happened. And I think that's what you're, you're kind of talking yeah. about. What is it? At what point in the season? Yep. What game is it? What, what minute or what quarter is it going to be? Where the Huskers are going to fall off the cliff? Well, off the. Well, I'd say this too. I mean, I, I don't think Scott was maybe asked this directly today, and it's it's going to be a question until it's not anymore. Until we see it in the action. I mean, yeah. Nebraska has has killed themselves with with you know dumb late in the game offensive mistakes, but more importantly, special teams mistakes throughout the game. So I I, I love. What Bill Bush could possibly bring you, I, I'm very optimistic there. But it it doesn't mean anything until we actually see it mean something. something. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's I, I can a feel gr- I can feel down. I can feel great about it. But can I can I have a kicker that I can rely on to make a 46 yeah. yard field goal with win? Yeah. You can have a punter that doesn't kick it to the wrong shank side it. of the field. Can, yeah, shank <laughs> it. Can I can I have a returner that I believe can actually get me five to ten yards without the fear of him fumbling or muffing it? Like, like these are things that. That you know, Kirk Ferentz is over there. I didn't. I was going to ask him the question, but I got sidetracked, so I didn't. But uh, you know, Iowa special teams are so good. Like yeah. they're not that impressive of a team. Yeah. Like they're not overly talented, but they just don't make mistakes. Yeah. And they have great kicking. They have great punting. They have great return game and coverage, and that matters. Yeah. And that is a big reason why Nebraska has not been very good. Is they have been downright terrible mm-hmm. in those. And so. With the Kool Aid, you know, if if I see Nor in in Ireland that they they have a return, or they're getting field goals and, and punting well, then then maybe I'll start to drink some. But up until then, I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm do it. it. 
Well, Jake, let me ask you this then, because I was making the argument earlier today that Nebraska might have the most favorable five-game stretch to start the season than any other team in the Power Five. I mean, outside of Oklahoma, sure. you have a pretty sure. cookie-cutter schedule for for the most part. Absolutely. When they start 4-1, and one, which I think is probably worst-case scenario, obviously we've seen crazier things happen in the past, especially recently with Nebraska football, does that not make you at least a little bit optimistic, or is it just kind of, okay, this is just an indication well, of an easy schedule? Schedule. No, it, it's a good question. It's an indication that you know they're not shooting themselves in the foot as much, and, and that's that's positive because you know they've they've lost games to Illinois, and they've lost games to teams they shouldn't be losing to, uh, and that would indicate, hey, you know, I don't know if those are those are close games or not in that scenario, but hey, a win's a win right now. You were three and nine last year. I don't care if you win by one or fifty. Come on, like you got to just find a way to win close. <laughs> so right. I, I guess maybe at that point, Nathan, I, I would, but. Um, they they got to get two more wins still. They got to get two. <laughs> Don't stop at four, man. Yeah, Don't stop yeah. at four. Right. Right. Exactly. Sutter Heyman text line 402-464-5685 is open. But here's the thing. Are you buying and selling? Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Are you buying and selling a record above six and six? I want to know. I want to hear from you on the Sutter Heyman text line because right now there's a lot of uh, – we've got two – uh, that is there at that point, six and six, maybe a bowl game. We know that uh, uh, Jake isn't moving. Jake from State Farm. That's still Farm. a bowl game, though. That's Trey, still a bowl still game. Still a bowl game. That's what I'm it's saying. From a three-win season, six. that's a bowl game. And and uh, we know that also my partner, Jake, the two Jakes basically aren't moving. <laughs> but E. Strick is – I'm, I'm a little above six and six. I ain't I ain't, I ain't Nate Doggy Dog at 10 and 2 <laughs> uh, way up there. Well, we got to get him drug tested anyway. So. <laughs> I got a little liquor in my Kool-Aid, guys. I'll tell you what. I don't I know what kind of liquor it is. It might be a little tequila or something. But I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I just I like what I heard. Uh, I think the, the schedule is favorable. And this is the other thing I was talking to. I, I was talking to some guys from the gym, and I, I love just having conversations with regular fans and, and people that – that don't talk about them every day and just kind of get the the overall vibe from the fan base. And I, I said, we just need something for this team to, to rally around and just gain some confidence. Because at the end of the day, you got to remember, these are just 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. Like, starting out 3-0 and is huge. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. in the Scott Frost era, there has been no point in time you can sit and say, okay, they won three straight games. To start out 3-0 and is confidence, morale, the coaching staff to kind of get settled in. Like, if they start 3-0, and I'm telling you right now that I think everyone should be drinking the Kool-Aid because they just need something to build off of. But there's a conversation that coaches can have in the locker room when you're 3-0 and as opposed to 0-3. There's a whole mm-hmm. change in the discussions that right. you're having in that locker room. And it's stuff that you can build off of, right? Mm-hmm. You can go in there and have not rah-rah and all that stuff, but it's literally this is what we're talking about. This is where we're going. This is what we're trying to accomplish. You've done the job. Now it's not over. And it's one of those week-to-week conversations where you can't just start looking ahead. you got to just week-to-week. Let's keep mm-hmm. building off of this. And that's when it begins to snowball to wins. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're right, Nathan. I mean, the fact that they they have not won three straight games at any time, right. which is frankly remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that's just it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that it's bad. it's and, not good. At 15 and 29, you think maybe even still to be one three game stretch against two non conference teams and you know and a, and a weak conference team, but they haven't done it. I mean, so yeah, I, you know, for guys like Garrett Nelson who have been here for a couple of years, they haven't witnessed that. You know, other guys have been here for a few years. Maybe the new guys don't know what that means. Stephon Stephon Wynn, but he's won at a very high level at Alabama. I mean, Casey Thompson. 
comes in with with you know good numbers but a lack struggles. of success at Texas. Yeah. He had some struggles there, but yeah, I, I mean, th- there is so much at stake to like you said, early success. If they're two and one, if I mean, we we've we've discussed the. The, the nightmare that if they lose Northwestern in, in Ireland, I mean, I don't It'll know where you, you can't, yeah. you cannot bounce back from that with all the doubt with this mm-hmm. program, all the negativity. I just don't think that no matter what happens, you can overcome yeah. a loss there. And it's really season over before it even started. I agree. I, I think that's when you're just, you're, 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 you're starting to have conversations at that point as unfortunately like Scott's exit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like you're 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 probably having those discussions especially if any of those next two like it goes to a whole nother level if any of those next two games are close mm-hmm. like like you might be able to redeem yourself with a hint of redemption if you pull out an Oklahoma win like if you mm-hmm. if you win one of those games big one of those games kind of you're still having that conversation but if you lose to Oklahoma it's probably a wrap if you beat Oklahoma you might have extended yourself and then you're looking towards the tail end of that conference schedule where you have the Iowa yeah, the Wisconsin I, yeah. and then you've got to see kind of what happens with that that tail end and even in the middle but you probably are going to extend yourself to the tail end of the season at that point uh, it, it it is to me I mean, for this season to go the right direction, you know, to see how good it can be, that Nebraska has to have six wins by the end of October. I, agree. I mean, they they need to know yeah. that. All right, we are yeah. going to, to a bowl, bowl game. game. So we we have a good record right now, and now mm-hmm. we got the gauntlet. We got mm-hmm. Michigan, we got Minnesota, we got Wisconsin, Iowa. Like, we know that we have got this thing. This monkey is off, off our, our back. back. Right. Now, can we get the monkey of an eight-game losing streak to Wisconsin off the back? Seven games to Iowa. Can we get these? Monumental three games to Minnesota. Get that off your back. I mean, they, they there's just so many monkeys that are on the back. They're falling <laughs> on the ground. They can't get up. Well, it, it's interesting here. Strick, you asked the question to the text line, and we want to keep the predictions coming in. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. We have everywhere from five to fifteen wins, guys. So we're kind of all over the board. But I, I want to mention what BJ says here, and I want to ask the six and six Jakes because they won't take a side either way. BJ says eight and four blow it all up i disagree with that now i I don't know if eight and four is really the barometer that trev alberts is looking at but with the schedule maybe bj's on to something here i don't know Mm, i don't know i I still don't think eight and four is safe eight eight yeah he's certainly even seven sorry even seven and five it would have to i'd be curious how that looks like do they have do they have a good start happen right they have a did they get to seven and one lose their final four games then there's a conversation you 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 didn't end your losing streaks to minnesota wisconsin or iowa you lost the entire month of november in that instance i could see a conversation being out there If you were seven and you know seven and one going into that, yeah. But mm-hmm. if they you know win, if they beat Minnesota or, or go two and two in, in November, uh, mm-hmm. and they're seven and five, I, I think he's safe. But but yeah, it certainly does depend on how that looks like. It, so. Yeah, it's the context of how basically the wins and the losses kind of accumulate. I think that's where it lands. Uh, I don't think there is a metric or any type of method of which you're able to determine when it happens, except an early situation where. Northwestern and any of those other first two before you get to Oklahoma, I think I think if they lose two of the first four, they're trouble. It's it's a wrap. Even if you lose one, you gotta win the first three. Like Northwestern, I, I, Bach and I, I were talking about Northwestern. I love Pat Fitzgerald. I love what he was talking about. Northwestern's a bad football team. You you can't lose to Northwestern. I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I I, I said all last all last off season, I said Illinois 
is the biggest game of Nebraska's season because they had wow. not been to a bowl. I said, I kept, mm-hmm. and Sip said, there's no way. I said, oh, what about the others? I said, you got to get past that. That is one of your mm-hmm. easiest games in the schedule. You have not been to a bowl game. Yep. It's on the road. It's Brett Bielema's first game. You should yeah. win the game. Mm-hmm. And they lost. And I said, we all knew. I mean, everybody knew that even though they beat Fordham and Buffalo, they just lost not a gimme game, but a very, very, very winnable game. Mm-hmm. And that cannot happen. Now, I, I, I do want to say this. I, I, I know that we've got to build it up, um, and, and it's, going, it's going to be important. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be a lot of uh, pubs in Ireland uh, with a lot of Nebraska people in it if they do lose that game. Um, but I, I'm just if I'm from the outside and I'm looking in, um, you've got a whole new offense that, you, that you're trying to put together. Shouldn't we wait a little bit for that to be in midseason form? I get it. It's not going to excuse a Georgia Southern loss or South Dakota, um, but for a Northwestern, I get it they don't look like a very good team you're both three and nine last year northwestern northwestern's been able the hell out of you them. did but northwestern's had these years where yeah. i don't know if you want to right. completely grade them as oh that's sure. three and Bad nine team. northwestern right. now right. illinois oh no last year it was the same thing right they lost the next four and we're going okay that was a really bad loss and then by season's end we're like all right brett's kind of got something rolling there um, so I, I, I don't, I don't, I would hesitate to say that absolutely. If you don't start three and zero, that that you're just going to move on because I don't think that's fair to the kids. I don't think that's fair to the whole project of putting this thing together. All that being said, I understand the business approach and everything they're taking. Um, and uh, and I've said it like this as far as the win total goes. I think it's pretty clear. Yes, there is, you know, contextually, like Strick was saying, there's different ways to kind of look at it. But in, in year five, you're just, you just kind of got to get it done, right? And so I think if you get six wins, that's when you're kind of still in that, that space of you could be done. Seven, you're okay. Eight. We're all happy. Nine, sure. we actually believe in this thing moving forward. And, I, and, and so I think that that's, it's pretty simple to go from game to game to actually think, okay, this is kind of where our headspace is going to be. What, 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 let, let me ask you guys all this question real quick before we have to jet out of here on a quick break. But what do you, when you look at this schedule, outside of the Northwestern game, what would you see is the most pivotal game in the success of the of the program this year, of how it can either go left or it can go right. Uh, I'd answer like this. I, I don't know if it depends if they win or lose this game, but I I think with the Oklahoma game, if if they were to get beat down by a team that they almost beat on the road last year in a, in a bad season, I could see them doubting themselves when they go to you know play Indiana and Illinois. And I, I know it feels weird to say that for a non conference game, but um, if, if you're, let's say they're three and zero going into that game, and they've, and they've mm-hmm. done what we said to do, like you believe that, hey, this could be a good season. Uh, Brett Venables is a first-time head coach there. They have a new quarterback there. They they didn't beat you by much last year. It's on your home field. Like there's going to be honestly a belief that you should not could but should win that game. If they were to get beat by 14, 21 points, I could see that having a very very dramatic effect on how things go the rest of the year. Good point. Even if they're three and zero. I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off of that because I don't think it's Oklahoma, but I think you're you're, you're just one week ahead. I think it's Indiana Strick. Okay, and I, sure. Because I, I think I would be genuinely surprised, and again, crazier things have happened. You can point to the Illinois game last year. I would genuinely be surprised if Nebraska didn't start 3-0 to start the season. You have arguably the most favorable three-game stretch to start the season in Power 5. 
Oklahoma, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be in Lincoln. They have a new head coach. They have a new quarterback. A lot of moving pieces in Oklahoma. I don't think that's a bad loss, but if you're sitting at – That's how it looks, though. I'm going to say if they get blown out, though. Right, but but at the end of the day, I mean, it's still Oklahoma. They're still going to be a a ranked program, and they're still going to be uh, one of the top contenders in the Big 12 any way that you slice it. If you go into that Oklahoma or that Indiana game and you're three and one, if you lose that game and you're sitting at three and two, and like you said, Jake, you have that gauntlet at the end of the season. Like mm. we, we, we are genuinely looking at another season where you fail to make a bowl game. But I think that if you go into that Indiana game, and even if you lose against Oklahoma, no matter which way that game goes, and you're sitting at four and one, you got to at least be optimistic you can get to six, right? I mean, for crying out loud, that means in the last seven games of the season, you just got to get two. And there are some favorable games on the schedule. Maybe you do get over the home against Wisconsin or Iowa. So I just I look at that Indiana game as, unfortunately, that early in the season, it's got to be a must win. And I, I like both those answers. But uh, and, and usually you're kind of doing one earlier in the season. But to, to kind of talk about what Jake was saying earlier, too, I look at that Minnesota game. You've lost three oh, straight to P.J. Fleck. Yep. It almost feels personal between the media banter between the two coaches. And if you want to, if, if you want to get Minnesota and Iowa, uh, you know that monkey off your back. You, you want to get it going with the start of that four yep. game stretch. I mean, there's a I lot of ways it. that these this season could open up. That four game stretch, you can't go 0 for four. Minnesota opens it up, and it's probably as it looks right now, it's most gettable. And then the other thing is you don't want to be limping into the big house the next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to be coming off a big win. Win and then have that chance to make like there's there's always games in the schedule. Oklahoma, I think, is one of them um, that can kind of change your program. There's games that can change your season throughout it. Right. You can't lose all these games. But then there's games like Oklahoma, like Michigan, that's going to get national attention if you win them. I don't even know if Wisconsin and Iowa does that. Sure. Locally, that means a lot. But nationally, I look at Mich- Michigan and in and, and, and Oklahoma as maybe uh, can change the way we look at Scott Frost in this program moving mm-hmm. forward more so than any record that they can attain by the end of the season. Again, on the Sutter Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. Listen, what do you think is the most pivotal game as you look down the schedule and determine for the Huskers for them to have a success or to fall off the mountain? Where do you see it? This is great. We're on the block. 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. We are going to take a break right now. We'll come back and uh, we'll decide if – hey, listen, he's a, he's a maniac, y'all. He's a maniac. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a universal soldier. We'll see if he's going to hang out with us on the block. But it's been going good. We're out here, Lucas Oil Stadium, for the Big Ten Media Day. We'll be back right after this. 